Big Perk, it's Friday. We're the Betting Academy Hoops Edition. Man, listen, you you got to break this all the way down, this AI, Russ, I don't even want to say argument or debate, but your thoughts on, on the comparison between AI and Russ are so amazing. And I just wanted you to be able to break it down right here for us, if you wouldn't mind. Well, first of all, G, what's happening? You know what I'm saying? I ain't seen you in a couple of days. I know you've been busy. All the smoke part was dope with Shaq, by the way. Shout out to Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes and the whole All the, All the Smoke crew. I want to get, I want to start off, I want to hear what you got to say about it. And don't hold back. You know how we keep it real. Don't hold back. I want to hear what you have to say about my comments about that. About, about Russ, Russ and AI. I mean, what you said about AI's influence off the court in a totally different time coming out of Georgetown, being the guy who ushered in the tattoos and the do-rags and the baggy clothes and didn't give a fuck and didn't need practice and just put it all out there every single night. Nobody plays harder than Russell Westbrook unless you're called Allen Iverson, right? But like, I agree with you. What Russell Westbrook has been able to do on the court, not not off, that was AI's whole lane. AI mm -hmm. owns that. And AI is a Hall of Famer. And I think Russell Westbrook's a Hall of Famer as well. But the, there's the the only thing that I see in, in in their games, I guess, that is so that that the biggest comparison I can make is their grittiness. Like they're the fact that they don't they don't take a playoff. Allen Iverson was a way better scorer. Russell Westbrook puts up numbers in every other statistical category and obviously is our is our modern day triple, triple double king. But beyond those two things, I don't know that there are so many similarities between their playing style, right? I mean, no. AI was a better shooter, better scorer, be pro probably a better passer, uh, but they both played so hard and never took a playoff, right? Well, well, here it is, right? Here's the thing, okay, G, and, and here's the thing that, that I got to say, okay? If you look at AI, I believe for his career, right, AI shot 42% from the field for his career, right. like 31% from three, all right, for his not, career. Not great. Yeah, I mean, not terrible, but not as high as some some crazy shooters out there like a Steph or a Seth, but but those guys are hard to catch no matter what. Well, what I'm saying is just, I'm, I'm saying, so when we, when we dissect it and we look at the numbers, right, and all I'm saying is when you look at Russell Westbrook numbers from the field, he shot 43% from the field, okay? And what I'm saying is for his career, what I'm saying is I'm not knocking. AI changed the game for us culture-wise. He made a lot of things cool, the chains, the, the jewelry, uh, made it acceptable for who you are, the baggy T-shirts, you know, uh, the do-rags. Everything about it was iconic. I'm not taking that away from AI because – I'm an AI fan. Let's get that first. First of all, when huge. First of all, if you go back and watch my video, I never knocked AI for nothing that he's done. I just said that I would take Russell Westbrook career when it's all said and done over. I think Russell Westbrook is going to have the better career mm. when it's all said and done than AI. And the numbers really back it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, uh, AI, he has eight playoff appearances. Russell Westbrook has 10. You know, when you look at first team, all NBAs, they both have one MVP. Uh, they both have two two all-star MVPs, right? AI led the league in steals, I think, two years, right? Russell Westbrook is about to lead the league in assists for three years that, mm -hmm. that in his career. So, you know, when you look at Russell Westbrook, there will never be another West, another Russell Westbrook ever again in life. There will never be another Russell Westbrook, G, ever. Like, we thought that Oscar Robertson set the bar that could never be broken. And here it is. This guy's about to surpass that bar and even more on what he's doing. When you start mentioning a guy named at the point guard position with a guy like Wilt Chamberlain, then then it's it's a whole nother conversation. And so what I want people to realize out there to, today is that I'm not knocking AI by no means, right? But we go through this all the time about, you know, greats and the comparisons. That's the fun of basketball, right? 
when you can see another generation or another player pass up another player that was that had done something in their time that was great. Now, 20 years from now, we may be having the same conversation about someone else. Like, it's going to come a time where we're going to have a conversation about Kevin Durant and Larry Bird. It's going to come that time because I believe Kevin Durant already passed up Larry Bird for a scoring-wise. So it's going to have we're going to have that conversation once Kevin Durant is retired or if not sooner. So what I'm saying is, is that this is the thing that I don't have a problem with. And I think a lot of old heads that played the game, they have to start doing this as well. Start passing the torch, and it's okay if this younger generation surpass you. You have a, you have this, you already have what you have. It's cemented, it's carved in stone. But you know, it's it's records are meant to be broken, everything. So I just want to be one of those guys that's retired from the game, that's not afraid to give the guys that are playing today their flowers and just do. That's all I'm saying. And I feel like what Russell Westbrook has done and what he's doing is monumental. Like, he's a walking memorial. Yeah. And I would say that I think that's fair. And I love that you do that for the current guys. And I know Russ is your guy. And I think that's a fair assessment. Like, could could it have been an era thing? Could it could it uh, maybe be? I feel like at some point, Allen Iverson lost interest in playing basketball and I don't think Russell's there yet. Russell never feels like he he'll lose interest in this game. I feel like at some point AI just sort of lost interest. That kind of probably hurt his career. We know he's the the greatest living American. We know Rachel always says that. I love them both so much and I know I know what you're saying. It's not a knock on either. You're just giving Russ his flowers currently. Yeah. And, and it's just like when I said someone out of that someone out of that top 10 list is going to have to move over. Right. Because Steph Curry has entered that conversation. Somebody got to move. Who moves I, over right now? Well, first of all, I don't even know what the top 10 list is. Okay. Yeah, so exactly. But, but if I put it, if I had to put together a top 10 list today, Russell Westbrook would definitely, I mean, Steph Curry is in that top 10 list. He changed the game of basketball. That's generational. He made it okay for guys to pull up from the logo. He made it okay for, for players today like Trey Young and gave them hope, you know what I mean, to be able to play in today's game. So with, with all that said and done, it's no knock on AI. I appreciate what AI did for the culture. I appreciate what AI did for the game of basketball. But what Russell, but what Russell Westbrook is doing again, and it's, he's like we're talking about four seasons of averaging a triple-double. Like unprecedented. There's no one else like him. There's no no one else like AI and there's no one else like Russ. Two two totally different careers and experiences. Both amazing should be celebrated. Polarizing is what Russell Westbrook is. And there's only there's only a few names that you could throw in there that were polarizing, right? Shaq, Kareem, Will, uh, LeBron, even Giannis is polarizing, meaning Kobe, magic. Kobe, I wouldn't say magic. The only reason I wouldn't say magic is because when I say polarizing, like those guys, the way that they played the game, their pressure on you, they apply so much pressure on you that it was heavy on the opponent. You see what I'm saying? Like when when I say polarizing, it comes in the same conversation as being dominant. I don't think it's a comparison. I see you, Isaac. Who are you taking, AI or Russ? It's not a comparison. You're, I'm not taking one over the other. I love them both in very different ways. And and, and like Perk's saying, they should both be celebrated for their unique experiences. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Perk, listen, I think like there's, there's some interesting games tonight. We got a big game tomorrow out West, Clippers Nuggets on ESPN. But today we've got some interesting stuff to talk about. And I really think today... And tomorrow, it's all about the West. We literally have Jazz Suns, Clippers, Nuggets playing each other over the course of the next two days to to maybe decide the West, to to maybe decide the first you know one through four seeds, and that could flip flop a few more times. So let's talk about some of our some of your picks, some of the games we like, and also we got a big one between Portland and Brooklyn, 
And right. I think that's going to be spicy. Well, I don't think it's going to be spicy, and I'm going to dive into that in a minute. Okay. Well, well, this is what I'm going to say. All right. Here's a couple of my dead boat locks. All Let's right? go. Dead boat locks, y'all. Listen up. Get a Early pen and paper game. out. Yep. Early game, I have the Celtics at a dead boat lock first half against okay. the Spurs tonight. Okay. The way that Jalen Brown has been playing is through the roof. Jason Tatum has been Jason Tatum. And I thought that game against the Hornets, they kind of got a little bit of their identity back and swagger back, right? Yep. Because they looked horrible against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, I just don't see Boston losing this game. I actually see them winning this game by double figures. Okay. And I'm taking Boston as a dead boat lock first half, okay? Now, let me just ask you a question. When you say, okay, Boston first half against the Spurs tonight, y'all, when you say you see Boston winning the game as well and by double digits, would you also take the game? Boston's favored by four and a half. I would. Okay. I would. I would. I'll I cut you short right there. I absolutely would. I'll take Boston for the game. I'll take them first half and for the game. Would you parlay it? Same game parlay it even? Yeah. Yeah. I would do it on the two pick. Yeah. But if I had to do a two pick, here it is. Okay. I would take the Wizards at Cavs tonight, first half. I, that's another dead bowl lock. I would take Wizards and, and the Celtics. I would take them individually, and I would then combine them on a two-team parlay. Okay, so both. So on that parlay, we're talking both first half Celtics and Wizards uh, in their respective games. Take both of them first half parlay that, and yep. then and then you also did say you like Boston first half, and then for the game minus four and a half against the Spurs. Now Wizards for the game against the Cavs minus seven. What do you, you don't you don't know if you want to touch it for the game there, but we like Wizards first half in that one. Yeah, because they're gonna probably have to be up by like four and a half, four and five a half. points. Yep. I see the Wizards being up by double figures, maybe at the half, but they tend to take their foot off the gas throughout the course of the game. So yep. I'm taking Wizards first half, Celtics first half as my dead boat locks. I love when you parlay. I love when you parlay, Pert. Like I love. Yeah, I'm, I'm just telling. You. I'm I know. Parlaying. Yeah. Celtics first half Celtics game that could be your same game parlay Celtics first half Wizards first half there's your your regular parlay do it like that y'all man Perk tell them when you talk about first half I love when you do it because I love what you're saying you're saying instant gratification people are always like why does Perk always take first half you get to know if you've won your bet sooner number one right right you also get to see the flow of the game. You see if you can double down and take second half or even put money on the game at that point. That's okay to do too. It's not like you have to have it set, you know, before tip off like you do in daily fantasy. So all of those things are important for betters who are, who are coming into this. And I think actually a really good on border betters might not want to take the whole game spread, but first half, I, I feel like there's, and I don't want to say less risk involved, but what you always say is it's the same odds. So you might as well take a, sh a smaller spread for the same odds as your intro into this. Yep, absolutely. And guess what? It 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 holds people accountable to actually go and watch the game and be more intrigued, right? right. So be more engaged into the first half. Watch the game. See how's it going. Because guess what? They're gonna it's gonna be a second half line that comes out. Now, if just just so happened, if you lose the first half, guess what? You can see how the game is going, look at the spread, and say, you know what? Let me get a chance to, one, win my money back right in the second half. Now you get a chance to bet on the game twice. Right. Instead of just taking the game just flat out and having one just whatever it is, all right? But if you win the first half, now you're playing with house money, and you say, you know what? I'm watching this game. I love this second half spread. Let me take this money I already won and see if I could just double up. Right. And house money it. And it's funny, this is such a good strategy. I don't know why more people don't employ it, but I would love to get someone to come on here and tell us why they completely disagree and think taking game totals, game spreads, you know, full game lines is is their strategy. Maybe not disagree, but just sort of have that 
argument yeah. i think it would be so dope because what you're doing is revolutionary honestly like people aren't doing it the way you're doing it perk perks the first y'all he loves the first half i'm not saying he's the only but it's a really dope strategy especially for folks coming into this beginners like myself so get in there get dip your toes in before you jump off the diving board and do a a, a cannonball right absolutely and and here it is here it is right our guy wise right yeah hey you see he's he he didn't fell in love with the first half stuff yep like the other day he took the knicks first half and look what happened yeah shout out and martin to, weiss man and to be and to be honest guess what the knicks covered for the game they covered for the first half and they covered the second half yeah so man. you you really could have you really could have stacked up you see what i'm saying like yep breaking it down but I mean, you know, it's just a different way to go about things. Yeah. And also you got to have balls like at some point too, you got to be confident. And that's what that's what listening to your sermons do. Give people confidence. Now they can go out there and like they have the courage. I call it balls. Courage. Y'all know what I mean? Like you got to have courage, too, as you're wagering your hard earned money. It's about confidence, having some facts, having a process, but also sort of being fearless. Like, like for example, yesterday, right? Let me give you a prime example why I love first half bets. The Milwaukee Bucks, they come out and they're up 10, I believe, at the half. Covered the first half spread. The first half spread was like seven and a half, right? Cover the first half spread. Second half, no Giannis. Kevin Porter Jr. Go, goes crazy. The Rock, the Rockets beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Probably blew a lot of people tick. Yeah. Giannis rolls the ankle. He had one point, by the way, obviously goes out, screws up the entire second half dynamic. Kevin Porter puts up a 50 piece wing dinner on him. Yo, how did Kevin Porter Jr. get a 50, a 50 burger before our boy KD did? Because that's a bet you and I have. I don't know, but KD was close. He yesterday. was close. Oh, I, I was going to call you too. I know. He was close. He was close. Like, and, and both of them were efficient, right? Per K KD did 44 on what, 24? I think Kevin Porter Jr. 50 points on like 26 shots. Yeah, yeah. like efficient at, at the highest level. So, you know, that's that's a prime example of why you could take, that's why I'd be saying first halves are like those for sure. It's like Milwaukee came out on a tear up 10 at half, you know, Giannis, no Giannis second half, which... When, when the opposing team see that Giannis is not playing in the second half, guess what happens? They turn up. Yeah. And that's what they did. Smell they blood. Turned the, they turned the hell up and won the game. Because it don't a, matter for Houston. Like, Houston, they're just, they just have pride as men now, right? Like, they ain't playing for shit. They're out of the playoffs. But now you get to beat the Bucks. Damn if Giannis is playing or not. You get a chance to beat one of the top contenders in the East for your pride. Yeah, you're going to do that. And Kevin Porter Jr. had something to tell all these other franchises who either traded him or passed up on him because he threw soup or whatever it was. He was like, hey, I'm here. Hey, you know what? And I appreciate it. And I shout out to John Lucas because John Lucas has been working with Kevin Porter Jr. on and off the court. And, you know, somebody, you know, Draymond Green said something about two years ago that made a whole lot of sense. He said that some of some of the time, sometimes when these young players get drafted, we tend to blame the players, right? And they should hold, they should have some level of accountability, but we never blame the organization, right? Because right. culture, organization, being invested into your players on and off the court. I may, if I'm a GM and I draft a talented young star like Kevin Porter, and I see that. He have a little off the court issues, but they it could be corrected. Then it's my job, and I feel like it's my duty to say, you know what, this kid could play. He's young. He just needed a little guidance. Let me step into his life a little bit more. Yep. That's what the Rockets did, and they they offered the ultimate mentor in John Lucas, who saved so many guys' career off the court. And look, he's had a positive impact. He just got fined for being out of the strip club, you know, come back, John Lucas, get his mind right. They probably had a talk. He comes out, he balls the hell out. And he's been putting in the work with John outside of that. So, you know, 
And by the way, there's nothing wrong at all with going to a strip club. It, we're just talking about COVID protocols. <laughs> like the fine, <laughs> yeah, like go, please go make it rain all, all you want. Strip clubs are amazing places, by the way. They're some of the greatest dive bars in the world. And you have entertainment. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, he had to be careful during season with the COVID protocols. Everything the NBA has been trying to protect to keep this season alive. They've done such a great job. And so you just don't want something like that spoiling a a, a game or a uh, you know, a series of games or a season or, or whatever it is. Uh, by the way, shout out Nate Bronson. Shout out Chloe. Chloe's been Chloe's been one of our our avid like uh, listeners, man. And she she's always engaging with us on Twitter. She's over there killing it. Got some great picks herself. Perk, why don't we segue then into Portland, Brooklyn, because we're talking about the Nets and really, you know, what KD did versus what Kevin Porter Jr. did the other night. And we're talking about organizational failure. It, it, it is. Is Portland failing Dame, right? Like Dame, Dame's talking today about being frustrated. We're not the Brooklyn Nets. They have superstar power. You know the ability of that team. We're not that team. Mr. Dame Dollar, who's been so against the super team, so against leaving Portland, now he's got to play the Nets tonight. We'll talk about that game. Blazers actually the, a three-point favorite in that game. So there must no be no KD. Yeah, so KD's not playing. But now you've got Dame frustrated with his organization. Is it time to fire Terry Stotts? By the way, shout out my boy, Mike. I'm supposed to tell y'all that Neil is a fuck boy <laughs> and he needs to get Dave some help. He won't trade CJ McCollum. Should they, right? Should they go get um, Brandon Ingram? Should they go get John Collins? Should they have gotten Aaron Gordon? Like, see, is it ho- what's, what's supposed to happen in Portland looking forward, Perk? And then we'll talk see, about this game. See, here's the thing. Like, people talk about trading CJ McCollum, but if you trade him, what are you going to get to replace him? Like, What's Bra- Brandon there? Ingram, John Collins, like, but is is resign Powell? I I don't know because like C.J. McCullen, like when it mattered the most, I watched him deliver forty pieces. Yeah, like you know, I watched him beat Denver two years ago when the game uh, in a seven game series where Dame was off and C.J. McCullen elevated his game tremendously. I watched last year in the bubble where it was Dame and CJ, and CJ was playing injured. Yeah. So, like, you you keep, like, people want to say, like, you know, maybe it's time to trade CJ, but what are you going to get back for him? Like, you, you, you're you not about to get a Devin Booker. You're not right. about to get a, a Jason Tatum. So, it's like, what's out there? That's what you, like, if I'm going to trade CJ McCullen, one of the best, I mean, he makes up, arguably one the best backcourt in the NBA. What am I getting back for him? Now, the only thing that I could see, and Dame Dollar just, he's repeatedly said that he's not that guy, right? But the only thing I could see is that, you know, after a while, Dame just say, hey, man, I didn't done what I can for this organization. It's time for me to change the scenery. Mm. But he just signed the Supermax, so we're not. I mean, now could he force his way out? Yeah, we've seen Paul George and even Harden and 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 guys do it. So could he force his way out of a Supermax? He's repeatedly said he doesn't want to leave Portland. But if they can't give him any help, remember we did a bet to the future back in the day. We did uh, Dame to the Lakers. I think Sakoli set that at fifty to one odds. What do you think about Dame to the Knicks? Like like Dame needs the bright lights. Like he's put in his time, right? He. I mean, he he's definitely what the Knicks could need, a, a superstar with Julius Randle. Right. That would be fun to see. Maybe land the car, Anthony Towns, in the offseason, they would be a threat. Here it is. Yep. I, I mean, to me, Dane to the Lakers makes a lot of sense to me. You know, in the offseason, bright lights, L.A., marketable, you know, and then him and Anthony Davis along with LeBron James will be must-see TV, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Here it is, though. Dane might be playing chess right now because the 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 Portland Trailblazers are on a two-game winning streak. They've been smacking people. They got a great opportunity to go in, go in tonight, beat a Brooklyn Nets team without Kevin Durant, without James Harden that is coming in off a of back-to-back to make them winners of three straight. Right. And let me check. Let me check. And, and avoid a plan, right? Like Blazers need to win this game to avoid that plan. That's exactly what I was just about to look at, G. So yep. you're looking at them. They're at the seventh spot. They only, uh, what is it? They're only a game back behind Dallas. Yep. Two games back behind the Lakers, right? 
Right. So, so every game matters. And then, you know, so at the end of the day, I know they don't want, they proved to us that they, they could play through whatever watching them in the bubble. But I just feel like with Portland is Terry Stotts and he got to figure out his rotations. And when I say that he has to, by the way, I like Portland the night first had against Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, what is it? They're probably one and a half, two, two for the yeah, half. They're three yeah. for the game. Okay. Yep. Yeah, they probably just got to be up. So okay. by, by, you know, two points, it might be one and a half. But anyway, Terry Stotts has to shorten his rotation. Okay. And, and I say that because you can't please everyone. So someone is going to be left out, right? And you got to figure out whether you're going to go with Simons you know, whether Melo is going to get extended minutes or how you're going to do your rotations. Like, Coving- you got Covington, yeah, Norm. Yeah, like, yep. like everyone can't play. It has to be narrowed down to a nine-man rotation. That's just what it is. We're, we're only about, what, less than 10 games out from the postseason. So it's time for you to start doing that anyway. Yeah, You know what I mean? So I think what's going to end up happening, if the Blazers don't succeed, and I feel like they have enough talent. I honestly do. They have enough talent that they could beat any team in the West. I agree. In, in okay. any any five or seven game series, I think they can beat any other team now, in the West uh, and in the East. I I just don't know if they will. Right. And if they don't, then I feel like this is the time where it's time to let go of Terry Stotts. Yep. Right. Because it's it's the same thing. Like with us watching Philly. Yep. Right. The whole thing was Ben Simmons and, and Joel couldn't coexist. And I kept telling people it wasn't, it's not Ben Simmons and Joel, it was Brent Brown. Mm. Now all of a sudden we see a different Joel and B. Like Doc didn't say Joel B go post up. Doc is letting Joel B be Joel and B. And he's having you know an MVP I mean? season. Right. And so what I'm saying is, when you look at Portland and where they rank defensively, they rank 29th defensively overall. That's Damn. that means that's not all personnel. Okay. That has a lot to do with coaching. Yeah. Rotations. So, yeah. Not just rotations, G accountability. Yeah. Because because if 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 you're held accountable for your defensive assignments then you're going to go out there and do them to your best capacity, right? Right. All right, so what I'm saying is if if you get held accountable like Tibbs hold guys accountable on the Knicks who's a top-ranked defense in the NBA in all statistical categories, then you don't have those problems. Right. So that's that's how I feel about that. But with all that being said, I got pulled in the first half. Yeah, I, like I was gonna. I was gonna say this. This to me screams deadbolt lock all the way. Portland mm. first half, the, no KD. We know James Harden ain't back. Like Kyrie could put have a big game, right? I mean, also y'all make sure you check injury re- reports like sixty minutes out now before you go place your bets. Just Is just Kyrie wait. Kyrie playing? I don't. That's what I'm saying. Just wait and wait and wait and wait. I mean, I have to think one of the big three is playing if Portland's only a three point favorite. But we know KD's out, so that right there is huge. But it's like I feel like this is my deadbolt lock. I like Portland first half, probably one and a half, two points that they got to be up on the Nets in Brooklyn. I think I think Dame has had enough. I think Dame's gonna go for fifty plus tonight. Mm, mm. I could see that happen. What's the player props on that? Let's go. Let's look at that. And while while I'm looking at that, we do have a question from Twitter. Thanks, Isaac. Let me know. Oh, uh, Levro, Levro. I hope I said that right. So while we're talking about Portland, former former Blazer Gary Trent Jr. Perk. The question is, where do you think Gary Trent will land, and how much will he get paid this off season? Because he's, he's getting going, that bag, right? He's going to get a bag, and I think he stays with Toronto. Like okay. I, I I don't see Toronto giving up Norman Powell to get back Gary Trent Jr. to let him walk out the door, and then we don't know what's gonna happen. So I could with um, Kyle Lowry, right? Yeah. So you can see Fred. You, Van you think Vliet. he's gone this summer, right? Yeah. So okay. you see Fred Van Vliet sliding to the additional point guard slot with 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 Gary Trent Jr. at your two because we all know that Nick Nurse is not afraid to start a small backcourt like that. So I could see that happen. I, I don't think Gary Trent Jr. is going anywhere. I think 
I think that Toronto is really high on him, and I think he's going to get what he deserves this summer. That's huge. You, I love that. So Levro, that's what that's what's up. Probably a Raptor, Gary Trent, but getting a, but getting a filthy bag as he should. He deserves it. Look at how poorly Portland has played without him. And I know Dame's been out. They you know they lost five uh, five game losing streak. I think it was when Dame was out. So I, I get that too. But Gary Trent was an integral part of the Blazers. He's playing well in Toronto, and unfortunately, the Blazers have kind of hiccuped a little bit without him. Yeah, they have. But they 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 seem they. Kind of seem like they're getting back on track, but to, tonight will be a great game to, to watch and evaluate them. Like, this is the fun part of the season. And real quick, just, just so we can keep it moving, gee, this is the fun part about the play-in tournament. Yep. Right? Because now when we, we when you know, a few years ago when about this time we'll call this the dead period where – you know, games wouldn't be that exciting. Now, guys are having to compete. Like, yep. you know what I mean? LeBron James might be coming back tonight. Yeah, he's going to yeah, test you, that ankle, right? Yeah, to test that ankle because of where the Lakers are and, and things to that nature. So, you know, this is the thing that I love about the play-in tournament. It holds guys accountable, and it makes the play NBA season that much fun to watch and competitive because guys are fighting for playoff spots, uh, not to get in play-in, and they got certain teams to fight to get into the play-in. Yep, I totally agree. I couldn't agree more. I think, like, everybody whining about play-in, that shit's got to stop now. Wherever you sit, <laughs> one through six, and then seven through ten, now you just got to fight. Like, every game is a must-win now. It's like single elimination. You know what? It's March Madness. That's, that's what it is. It's, it's March Madness for the pros. And who, I mean, how do we not love having more of that? You know what I mean? Right. That's that's the best thing in the whole wide world. Let's take a really quick break. We'll be right back with the Betting Academy Hoops edition. One of the things I love about betting on basketball is I'm always finding new player props or game props that I like. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine these props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. It's called a same game parlay bet. You can only find them on FanDuel. Some of the reasons I love same game parlay bets, there's so many NBA market options, player point total, rebounds, assists. The other night we took the Washington Wizards first half against the Lakers and then also took Russell Westbrook to record a triple double, both hit. That's a same game parlay. You can root for your favorite players as well. You can create your own player focused parlay and you got a chance to put a small bet down and win big. Odds are high, which results in great payouts. And who doesn't want that? So some examples, Money line, point spread, first basket score, player points, player rebounds, player assists, player three-pointers, think Steph Curry, player steals, player blocks. Whether you're new or use FanDuel Sportsbook every day, check out NBA Same Game Parlays daily. Same Game Parlays are just one reason why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets, exclusive always on promotions such as enhanced odds boosts on the biggest events to let you get more action out of every game day. Plus, there's different deposit options so you know your dollars are safe. And if you win, they get you your winnings safely in as little as 24 hours. That's one day. If you haven't tried FanDuel Sportsbook yet, new users get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. Just place a bet and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. You guys, that's a grand in your pocket. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and use promo code BETTINGACADEMY at sign up. That's promo code BETTINGACADEMY. Tell them Big Perk sent you. Disclaimer, it's 21 and over, present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, or Virginia. First online real money wager only. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. TN Redline is 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Or you can visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, Perk, let's look at, um, let's talk about uh, Lakers sack because if LeBron is coming back tonight, I think Lakers are still sitting at 10 and a half point favorites. He says he's going to test the ankle pregame. He's still listed as out slash questionable. That's why, guys, it's super important. Check those injury reports before you place your bets. If LeBron is playing, 
they'll that that line's going to change. But if LeBron is playing, I mean, this could be a this could be a crazy deadbolt. Obviously, he'll be on minutes it restriction. Is a de- it's a deadbolt if LeBron isn't playing. It's a it's a deadbolt whether LeBron is playing or not. First yeah. half, this is a deadbolt lot. Yeah, they're going to smack the Kings. And Lakers are are now ten point favorites according to Fanduel for the game against the Kings. So we're lo- probably looking at what six six and a half for the half. Yeah, half, yeah, six and a half, seven to win your letters. So that's a dead bowl lock to me. Like the Lakers are in a must win situation. The way that they got embarrassed against the Wizards, I see them coming out with with a different mindset. They back in L.A. The Kings no uh De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, They're no playing. no Harrison Barnes either. Yeah, so like this is a dead bow lock to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, as much as I love the Blazers' first half over the Nets, I, this is my this is my one B. Like to me, I'm with you. Like if I'm <laughs> if I'm taking two two games tonight, sp- even with the threat of LeBron coming back, even him just saying he's going to test the ankle and be out there in pregame, that's scary for the Kings, especially without Barnes and Fox. Marvin Bagley's coming back tonight. He'll be on a minutes restriction. He's going to probably be rusty. And also, it doesn't matter, especially if LeBron's coming back or, or not. I think the Lakers, you're right. Like, I think the play-in tournament started starts tonight. Like, this yeah. is it now in the West. Everybody's yeah. got to win every game moving forward. Absolutely. So on I, that, I so, so Perk likes, obviously, we like Blazers first half against the Nets, you guys. But Perk loves Lakers. You love or like? I love the Lakers. That's a dead bow lock. He loves the Lakers first half against the Kings. You know about all the injuries. You know about LeBron's imminent return. But like, no matter what, take the King, take the Lakers tonight over the Kings first half. It's probably six, six and a half for the first half. It's ten for the game favor of the Lakers. But let's let's go to the West. Let's talk about the Jazz, the Jazz Suns, because this is the marquee matchup tonight. Right now, Suns are four and a half point favorites, as they should be. This one's must win for both teams, as is tomorrow. Clippers Nuggets on ESPN at 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern. Tomorrow night's must win. Tonight's must win. Those are the top four seeds in the West. So how do we break this one down, you think, between the Suns and the Jazz? I think the the Jazz without Donovan Mitchell is not going to roll into Phoenix. And I think Phoenix is going to cover the spread for the game and the first half. Yeah, I like it. I don't love it. I'm not calling it a dead bow lot, but I like it. Yeah, the thing, here's what I'll say. I like this game between the Suns and the Jazz, meaning I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to bet on it. Uh, tomorrow night, I like the Clippers-Nuggets game. I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to bet on it. Like, it's right. this is who the fuck knows territory. Both <laughs> yeah, both teams have to win. I saw Martin White, shout out Martin, uh, earlier said the Suns were going to cover. And I think he said that for the game. So that's pretty bold by him. You guys take your chances on this one. I think we gave you enough deadbolts for tonight. I'm staying away from this, although I am watching it. And by I'm the not, way, I, I think... I actually like the Suns first half. Okay, there you go. Well, Suns first half probably... Two and a half, two, two and a half, three. They're four and a half for the game. So yeah. probably two and a half for the first half. Perk, let me let me let me run you through something funny on the Suns. They're, they clinched a playoff berth for the first time in what? Forever. The last time they clinched a playoff berth, oh, 2010. This was this was their roster. Tell me how good this was. Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, Grant Hill, Jared Dudley, Leandro Barbosa, Goran Dragic, Robin Lopez, and Channing Fry. How did the Ooh. Suns lose a game? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like that—that that was a. But we we talking about a Grant Hill who wasn't really in his prime, right? Yeah, he wasn't D- yeah. Detroit Grant Hill. Yeah. yeah, and then I mean, Jared Dudley was good, but like you know, Barboza was you know a six man of the year candidate. Yeah. Oh, I think he had one six man of the year one time. You know, like he was a force to be reckoned with. Dragic was a baby. Time, yeah, but just think about it. At the time, who they had to match up with in the West, like San Antonio Spurs, when they were when they was a powerhouse running through things. Like we're talking about a Tim Duncan still in his prime. Mm. You yep. know what I mean? Like that Tony Parker when TP was TP. Yeah, like, Manu. Guy, yeah, yeah, guy leading the league. Like that. That's the thing. Like you look at that roster, but then you look at they. Who they had to go up against, and you look like, man, San Antonio was running things at the time. That's when San Antonio Spurs were the New England Patriots of basketball at that time. Yep. Like, you, you know what I mean? That makes yep. sense. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Belichick pop, synonymous. Absolutely. But yeah, this is it. This is the battle for the West right now. I just, 
Perk likes the Suns first half, probably two and a half, three, something like that. I don't I don't know if I want to touch this one at all, but I can't wait for this one. It's a must win. Both of them need to win to to either stay on top of the West or to gain on on the Jazz and then Clippers Nuggets tomorrow night. If you had to just take a like pick them right now, take a money line right now on Clippers Nuggets. We don't know the line yet for tomorrow I'm night. The Clippers. Okay. First half or game? For the first half. Yeah. Clippers Nuggets, first half Nuggets. Although the Nuggets been playing well, I think the Clippers has has lost three straight. And it's time for them to bounce back. I think, yep. yeah, they have lost three straight, and it's time for them to bounce back. That's a very prideful group. Uh, Kawhi got got to be coming back soon. Um, and I, I just see them in the few. They're going to be clicking on all cylinders. So I would take the Clippers. Like, the Clippers got to come out and make a statement, especially, you know, what Denver did to them last season in the bubble. That's still in the back of their mind. And every time they play the Nuggets, it's a revenge game. Yeah, and also, like, injuries are key. So no Donovan tonight for the Jazz and no Jamal Murray tomorrow night for the Nuggets. I think it's probably safe to take Phoenix first half, to take Clippers first half. Yeah. But, but just watch it. Watch your back. Just I'll watch tell you yourself. what. Listen, I'm I'm not fooling with the Bucks and Bulls tonight. I'm not messing with that. Yeah, that I was going to ask you. Is, that line is too close. It's yeah. too close. So One point. Like, yeah, is, is Giannis gonna, gonna play? Is he out right? No, nah, okay. nah, he's not gonna play. He, he can't play. If he didn't come back into the game yesterday, there's no way he's playing tonight. Right, right. Right. And then I'm staying away from Memphis and Orlando. Yeah. I know. Memphis, dude, Memphis. And, and I love Memphis, but I just like it's it's like you it's one of those teams where you you don't know what you're gonna get. It like all of a sudden they'll come out and you'll you'll see them and they'll smack people, right? And then all of a sudden you know, like against Portland, they down 30. It's just like, yeah. I just don't know. And, and it's like that line is too high. I might see, but this is what I will say. Check in with me because <laughs> I might place at halftime. I might monitor the game and see what the line, see what the, the score is and see what the line is at at halftime. And I might tweet out a second half line depending on where the game is at. Like okay. if Memphis, if Memphis is up seven at half, meaning uh, maybe if they up ten, right? Then yep. that means they got to win the second half probably by three. I would, I would take Memphis. I'm going to monitor the game though, and, okay. and then I'll go from there. So, and I might tweet it out. It depends on if I like it or not. That's called free game, y'all. And that's another, and that's another tactic, like. You can always wait, see what's going on, make watch for injuries and, and late scratches, and things, especially during COVID, and then and then take a take a team for the second half. Watch the game, yep. see what happens, and say, you know what? I just watched this and I know I got you know, you could dictate on how you want to go. Look at the line second half and say, dang, Orlando is getting eight and a half. Well, they playing better basketball. So that means that they got to lose by this. Like, look at all that and say, yep. no, nah, I'm taking Orlando. Or I'm taking Memphis. That's right. how you can look at it. What do you think of Sixers-Hawks? Sixers, nine and a half point favorites at home. Went, you know what? I'm not fooling with that one either. And here's why. Because the Sixers laid a smack down on the Hawks. I don't know if they could double back. It's like playing a playoff game. Both of the guys, you know, both of the teams had time to do scouts. Maybe the Hawks come back. You know, with a, a certain type of edge, Trey Young is still out. Mm. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because the Sixers may come out and they may come out on cruise control. Yep. This is another game. Watch the game, monitor the game, and then this could be a a, a time where you place your second half bet. Yeah, and Ben Simmons is back. We can see how he's playing. See if the, if if he's stiff, if he's feeling it. Like, yeah, you watch the game, get a feel for it. I like that tactic. So. Let's just let's just uh, recap for everybody. Perk loves Deadbolt Lock loves the Celtics first half against the Spurs, and you know what? He loves them for the game too. He says they'll be up by double digits. That line's still sitting at four and a half in favor of the Celtics, so it's probably two and a half something like that for the half. If you want a same game parlay, that one that's dope. Take Boston first half, then take Boston for the game. Perk loves the Wizards first half against the Cavs. Wizards are seven point favorites for the game. He also likes the two pick, the parlay here. 
between taking Boston Celtics first half and then taking the Wizards first half and making that another parlay. That's that's nice and fun. Um, Memphis, he's going to he's going to watch. So follow him at Kendrick Perkins and see what he tweets out, because depending on how the game is going, he might take either team for the second half. We both think the Trailblazers first half against the Nets is a dead bolt lock. Probably just got to be up one and a half, maybe two, maybe one. We'll see what it comes out at. <laughs> staying away from Bucks, Bulls, Jazz, Suns. I'm staying away. Perk likes, so it's not a dead bolt. Check it out. Likes the Suns first half against the Jazz. It's probably two, two and a half, something like that for the first half. And then we both love dead bolt, as in as in freaking love so much. <laughs> Lakers first half oh, against the Kings. Yes, it's like um, like to me, the Blazers and the but- Lakers first half. I love them. The Utah Jazz literally smacked the Kings by 50. Oh, so yeah. look, do not get fooled by that line because the Utah Jazz without Donovan Mitchell was were favored to win, were giving up eight and a half points to Sacramento, and they beat them by 49. Bruh. Yeah. Lakers are blowing them out with or without LeBron. Lakers are blowing them out. But for sure, that first half line is going to be juicy, like six and a half in favor of the Lakers. So take that there. Perk, Steph Curry finished the month of April with 96 threes, not 100. Mm. That's okay, though. Still historical what what that dude's been able to do. Absolutely. And you know what? They're going to be dangerous because they're going to get into the play-in. Yep. Right? But it's time for the others to step back up again. As soon as I started giving a little credit to Andrew Wiggins, he started, like, going backwards again. Like, no, it's time for you to elevate even more. Like, right now, I think he's averaging around, like, 17, 18 points. That's not good enough. Nope. Like, like go Steph needs your help. It. Steph yeah, needs your help. Yeah, like, go get 25. Go get a quarter. Like, it's set up for you to do. And here's and, the, here's and the, rip down eight or nine boards. And, like, Ubre, I need you to, to be distributing that ball, getting some dunks at the rim. Draymond, do everything you do as a facilitator. Juan Toscano Anderson plays so hard. They they can get into the playoffs. And then who knows? Because Steph is a sniper and he can single-handedly beat a lot of teams, especially Steph, in a one game. Steph in the playoffs is great for the NBA. Yep. That's must-see TV. The ratings are going to be through the roof. But again, one concern I have, G, is that he's dealing with a tailbone injury, right? He's dealing with an ankle injury. I just want to know, like, you know, is it really, really worth it to continue to kind of ride the shoulders of Steph right now? Like, like, is it worth it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like, mean, I think like he wants this. it. And and they know their their time is limited. They know they're not getting past like maybe that first play in or even a first series. You would you would think so. I think he can deal with a couple more weeks of this. I really do think he can. And yeah, I think he wants okay. to. All right, cool. If they were making a run at the at, like, like it's different for LeBron. Like if they're making a run for at, at the championship. That's a different story. Clearly, the Warriors are not. I I, I could agree with you. All right, let's end on this because we got another question. We'll we'll end on this, y'all. Thanks, Twitter Spaces, for following us and following along. A, a fun question from Twitter, Perk. What's your funniest NBA moment on the court? Do you have one? For us with me, yeah, yeah, I do. Like I remember we was playing Memphis and we was in the playoffs. And everybody saw it, right? So it was a loose ball. going. It was a loose ball, right? Offensive rebound, not in. The shot went up. And I was trying to chase it down. You know I was slow as hell, right? So the ball is rolling. I see Mike Miller, like, diving on the floor for a loose ball. And all of a sudden, I forgot, was it Tybo or Russ picked the ball up? And so I'm, I'm diving, but I'm not really diving. And I just sat on Mike Miller and I stayed there like so he couldn't get up and get back in the defense. Like I literally just sat on him, like stayed there seated. Like I, I sat there like <laughs> so he couldn't get up so they can go score a bucket. Like, <laughs> Oh, he door stopped you and you just held him down. Yeah, facts. Mike Miller wasn't <laughs> going to get up and play no defense anyway. But dude, that yeah. dude could shoot. Huh? Shout out to Killer, man. Mike Miller, great dude. That's my yeah. brother. He is a great dude. Amazing dude. He's got a son who's coming up, a, a fierce-ass shooter just like dad is. You know, it'll be exciting to see his boys come into the league. Absolutely. All right, well, let's get out of here. Y'all got the picks. Make sure you follow at Kendrick Perkins tonight, watching the games. He's going to maybe put out some second-half picks, seeing the flow of the game, seeing what he likes. 
can always catch us wherever you get uh, your podcast, but Apple and Spotify for sure under the Money Grab banner or the Betting Academy Hoops edition. We're always going to be back on Twitter spaces for y'all. Perk, it's the weekend. We got day two of the NFL draft tonight. Yo, Niners Niners took a, a kid in Trey Lance who I'm excited about. I didn't, know, I didn't know much about him. I thought we were going to go Justin Fields, but now I'm feeling hopeful. You should be. He, I mean, he's different. He's different, and he's going to shock the world. I'm telling you that right now. Well, I mean, can you shock the world if you went that high in the draft? Well, but he only played what, like 17 games, and he he was was that what did he go North Dakota, something like that? Not not a major program. Uh, well, I, well, he reminds me. Just looking at tape, he reminds me a little bit of Mahomes. I'm not going to call him Patrick Mahomes yet, but he reminds me a little bit of him, just the way he's built. The way he walks, the legs, like the the trunk. I'm super excited. When Lewis Riddick said he could light the world on fire, I got goosebumps. I, like the opportunity to have the Niners come back, like the Niners of the 80s, 90s. Oh man, it would make me so happy. Listen, and, and then on top of that, check this out. You know, Lewis Witt, uh, Lewis Riddick don't just shoot stuff out there. Right. Fact. All right. Yeah, so you know he he was he he had audition for a few GM jobs for a reason. Yep, that football mind is is really ticking up there in his head. Like he he he's a true student. He really has that knowledge for the game of football. So and personnel. So one of my favorite commentators, one of my favorite people. Shout out Lewis Riddick. Me too. And G, I hope you hold it down because you know I'm an Arizona Cardinal fan. Yep. I ended my relationship with the Cowboys two years ago. Just got tired of the up and down, losing sleep at night. And I just wanted to go somewhere where I wasn't hopping on the bandwagon, right? An up-and-coming team that, you know, people, you know, I didn't want to come a Chiefs fan or sure. nothing like that. So I went with a, you know, young Kyler Murray who's from the state of Texas. Yep. You know, actually an H-Town boy. So that's who I roll with. Nuke. You got DeAndre Hopkins out there. Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald, one of the best to do it. I like the AJ, Cardinals too. They're excited. You got AJ Green. Oh, shit. You got AJ Green now. JJ yeah. Watt. JJ Watt is there. Yep. I love it. Good for them. But we're in the same division. So I feel like we're going to have to do something between you and I, at least Niners, you know, finishing higher than the Cardinals. Maybe we'll make that part of our 10 pack. Well, let's get it. All right. All right, Perk. Have a great weekend. Thank you, you to too, Twitter G. Spaces. Thank you to Isaac and Jim and Garrett and all of our guys. Sakoli, Joel, we love y'all. We love y'all, Cousin Sal, and Extra Points. We'll see y'all next week. You know what it is.